0: You're listening to World Oil Deep Dive, conversations with energy industry leaders and engineers about the market trends and technologies shaping the oil and gas industry. Now, here's this week's episode.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Baker Hughes again today to talk about casing and submitting evaluation on drill pipe for real-time single-run savings. And we have two guests with us today. We have Andy Hawthorne and Binga Ocean Jaya. Welcome to the show guys. Thanks Jim. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's tell the audience a little bit about what exactly you guys do for Baker Hughes. So Andy, let's start with you.
0: So I go under a grand title of a Global Solutions Manager for Smart Services and Smart Services is a new entity within Baker Hughes to look at ways that we can acquire data in different ways or get data where we've never had it before.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that was a short summary for such a a big title. (laughs) Concise. (laughs) But it is true that these days, data is the thing, right? Everybody wants data. You need the data to be able to optimize whatever system you're doing. So you got to be able to do that. And Bingo, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, so I fulfill the role of a global product line manager for smart services, I think I'm pretty much in line with what Andy have said, right? So within smart services, we're developing technologies, right, that are enabling our customers to kind of achieve their desired solutions in ways that previously were not available or they just didn't think was possible.
1: Yeah. It's fascinating that you guys have a whole group just dedicated to that because I think a lot of times... And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know a lot about these things, but in a lot of companies, don't they let that kind of development happen at a product level, as opposed to like having some overarching group that's kind of watching it?
0: Well, we sit within one of those groups, but we're pretty horizontal. And Ah, I think this is the way that otherwise you start developing technology that becomes incremental. Right. So you can start looking across from the whole right across well construction in ways to do things differently. And then you have a different perspective on new technology.
1: Yeah, yeah, to get a higher level perch to see, hey, well, what if we do this? What if we have all these things operating together, that type of thing? All right, well, Benga, let's start off with you. Why don't you explain to us why it's so important to understand the condition of the casing and the cement in the first place?
2: Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, we already kind of mentioned on what we do for the company, right? And that speaks a lot to this particular aspect of wellbore integrity, specifically on casing integrity, right? So casing and cementing are essential parts of drilling oil and gas wells. It is almost every well that is being drilled out there requires to be properly cased and adequately cemented, right? It's pretty much like you've got a hole in a well and then you line the holes with casings. And the cement is placed in there to ensure that the casing is stabilized and is rigid and is firm. So basically, you cement the casing in place. Now, we do have government regulations which mandate the standards that should be achieved whenever these wells are cased. If you look back to historical records of many catastrophic incidents that has happened in our industry, for instance, right? Incident that involve uncontrolled discharge of hydrocarbons. You will see that in most of those cases, either one or two of primary barriers probably failed, which should have prevented that disaster from happening. And that kind of emphasize why this is so important for our customers and for the environment and for the people. These regulations are in place to make sure that this integrity are achieved at all time. It cannot be compromised. And if you take it further to the conventional approach today and what is currently applicable in industry today, right? When you look at things, we're currently transitioning into the next development phases and new reservoirs that are being developed as well. Because of the conservative nature of how things are today, where we are kind of more conscious of the environment, rightfully so. Yeah. Okay. So developing these new reservoirs is beginning to require trying to assess those new reservoirs through existing wells.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you don't have to drill another hole down, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 So basically, we're now talking about assessing existing wells that already have hold casings in them. Right. But then itself kind of poses some challenges because some of these wells are so hold. Some of them are probably not even producing anymore. Maybe right. they're just abandoned. And it becomes necessary when you go in to be able to assess the condition of these casings, which means the cases now needs to be logged to kind of assess the condition, whether the cementation behind the cases are adequate or not.
1: Right. And especially if it's something that's been abandoned and just lying around there for a while, right? Yeah. Yes. You want to make sure it's going to hold up to the pressures and the things you're about to put on it. Yeah. You were talking about getting the data. Andy, help us out with that. What's the traditional way of
0: doing that? As with a lot of things in the oil field, the traditional way of getting measurements has been wireline. Right. But over the last 30 years, you've seen this huge development in logging while drilling. Mm-hmm. technology. And historically, these measurements in terms of case-told evaluation have only been available on wireline. When you do that, that is obviously you're running an electrical cable in the well with right. the wireline tools. I mean, it's been around for 100 years. The cement evaluation has certainly been around since the 1960s. And the technology we'll be talking about today, which is to not get too deep into it, is a pulse echo ultrasonic measurement. Okay, uh, has been around since the early 1990s in one form or another but when you run wireline everything else stops right yeah when we were talking to our clients and in fact when we developed this technology it was interesting that we were talking about developing a wireline technology and they mentioned this would be really neat if we could get this on drill pipe Nice. (laughs) and we took that away and and ran with it and this is what we developed and the reasons that they wanted it on drill pipe was there are so many opportunities to acquire the data so you don't have to say all right i need a log now call out wireline we run Yeah, yeah yeah traditional way of doing things i've got all these opportunities when i go into the well all the way through well construction where I have the opportunity to take this measurement. And if I had it on drill pipe, I can run in parallel with an existing operation. And therefore you have huge efficiency gains, particularly in the deep water or complex wells. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is the well's gone horizontal. Mm -hmm. You see the amount of uh, very highly deviated or complex wells uh, geometries, and that becomes more challenging to run wireline. You either have to push it down on drill pipe, or you run tractors, which then takes longer and so on. And again, you're not doing anything. So the fascinating bit about this particular technology is how well it's been taken up by our customers.
1: Interested in all things oil and gas? We've got a podcast for you, The Energy Pipeline. Join us each week as we cover the latest trends, transformations, and success stories alongside various key figures from the world's leading energy companies and beyond. Listen to the Energy Pipeline wherever you stream your podcasts or visit cat.com slash Energy Pipeline. Of course, because anytime you can keep operations going, you don't have to stop and do something else. That's a win. Benga, anything to add to that on why it's such a huge change to
2: be able to run this on drill pipe? Yes, I think the first thing is on continuous improvement, right? Wireline is dead and proven, right? is the standard in industry today for case and logging. But then that continuous improvement aspect of looking at that conventional approach and understanding the limitations of what it can do and what it cannot do. I think Andy already touched point right there with respect to highly deviated wells. We're talking about wells that have deviation that are greater than 60 degrees. Now, conventional approach, today we've got tractors that can help the wireline solution to kind of be able to get deeper into those wells that are highly deviated, right? but well, there are still limitations with that. And those, some of those challenges still persist, right? Okay, that makes it necessary to actually look for that improvement, which is where the drive coming from our customers and also internally from ourselves also to kind of look for ways to improve that aspect of the solution. So that's why we've kind of come up with this approach to be able to do this login by deploying these tools drill pipe some of the other benefits you also want to think about in there is the fact that i know he's talked about while i'm being isolated and dedicated operations but then there are benefits with respect to rig time savings on the fact that when you're able to complete these when you're able to do some of these jobs on drill pipe right and you look at the entire operational phase of a wallboard development from drilling phase all the way to completion phase one thing is constant between those two phases right is that every other operation that goes in in between it's always drip pipe going in and out of the world. Right, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
2: right? But when you compare that to like Wireline, it's so much isolated and dedicated. I mean, it's just meant for that. But when you're actually running on drip pipe, then it opens a whole world of different things that you can do during that particular phase and customers do like that benefit a lot.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, anything that saves time and time is money, right? So tell us, how does this actually work on drill pipe? Because, okay, standard measurement for a wire line and things, so what are the challenges like when you start attaching it to a drill pipe? I mean, it's gotta be more difficult. It always
0: sounds simple. You right. know, let's just transfer a measurement technology from wireline into a drill pipe conveyed tool. But you have to understand the environment that you'll be running in and the conditions you'll be running in. So, we've actually run on multiple different runs, whipstock runs, I think. Yeah. We've run on plug and packer setting scraper runs, we've run on drilling assemblies, milling assemblies, you name it. Right. Clients have come up with ways to acquire this data off the critical path because they're getting it in general for free, really. It's right, a free. Right, exactly. And therefore, when you package those elements into a drilling collar, you have to still maintain good pressure integrity, you have to maintain shock and vibration and everything else. So we actually had to redesign the sensors. There was quite a bit of work there and that's not a simple thing to (laughs) do. It does sound simple, let's just mount the same sensors on a drill collar, but we couldn't even mount the same sensors. So we mounted thinner versions of the same wireline technology, which then it has their own certain limitations and so on. The other really fascinating thing about this project to me was it steps into the world of machine learning and AI, because with the wireline technology, you can transfer all the raw waveforms you acquire back to surface and do all the processing on surface. But if we want a real-time answer and you're running on something like mud pulse telemetry, which has a very limited bandwidth, you can't send the waveforms. So if you want a real-time answer, you have to do the processing downhole. So this is a very smart tool. It actually does the entire processing that you would do conventionally on surface, but it's been translated down hole.
1: Get out. So you're running like a whole operating system yes. down on the, which, okay, wireline one thing, but when you start attaching things to drill pipes, there's a lot of vibrations, there's a lot of violent yes. shocks, there's a lot yes. of things, and... I just wish I had a computer like that at home that I could just like throw against the wall and it would still work <laughs> afterward, right? That's impressive. That's impressive.
0: It is. I know this has been a gradual improvement all the way through logging while drilling, but in this particular case, it was very challenging. And it actually was one of the main drawbacks why this hadn't been done before. The other drawback, which I think you alluded to at the start, was the fact that case hole was always considered to be wireline. Right. And drilling technology tended to go after LWD, so open hole type of environments. But when you start looking from a horizontal level about what you can do, this is why you need these groups looking over from a more holistic viewpoint to say, actually, there's an opportunity here to do something we haven't done before that is very, very efficient in the way that we can do this in terms of rig operations.
1: So bingo, what else? What are some of the other benefits? What makes this so transformational beyond just being able to do it on a drilling run as opposed to stopping everything and running wireline?
2: Yes, transformation, right? Which is the key word in there. And I think it's better to kind of look at that from the customer's perspective. When we develop this, right, and we've kind of already mentioned some of those major obvious benefits, right? We've talked about deviations. We've talked about potential rig time savings, right? But then what we started to realize is that, you know, when we actually present these solutions to customers, right, And then they started coming up with other ideas and ways that they can actually do way more than what we thought we were actually bringing forward. And a very good example with that is a major operator in the Nazi, right? I mean, today, they're practically taking taking this approach to kind of do multiple operations in a single run. So for example, traditionally, if you're doing like on wireline, if you want to target, say, a 958 casing, for example, you practically just have to make one single run and go do that. But today we're seeing customers that are saying, hey, wait a minute, we can actually have two of these tools on a single run and then we can do that other casing size above and then the other casing size below, which is smaller, right? And then complete both of them, kind of log the two casings on that single run. I mean, that's one aspect where customers are finding to be transformational. But then the other aspect, other customers are also saying like, we can even do that and combine other operations with it. For instance, when you run drip pipe downhole, you're probably doing a clean out operation. Okay, what if we can do this thing out operation? And immediately after that, without having to spend another full day in pulling out all the pipe and running another trip in for logging, we can just log immediately after. Right. Another benefit and a transformational aspect that we're seeing come up with customers is like setting packers. So one thing with packers is that it does serve as a reference point for everything else you're actually going to build in terms of, say, completion architecture you have mm-hmm. going on in the world board. Now, the challenge with whenever you go ahead to kind of use your depth um, accuracy with wireline is that, remember, you know, wireline is accurate. You, you get a reference point. But then when you come out and you start running on drill pipe with everything else you're actually going to put in a world bar, then you need to start to have some kind of, uh, you have a huge margin of error. And you need to start to make adjustments to accommodate those discrepancies from initially running on wireline to get your depth reference, and then now you're running on pipe to actually go set that equipment down hole, either right. a plug or a packer. But well, what if you can actually do that on the same run, whereby you do the depth correlation with the login to that's already in the well, and then you set the packer immediately after.
1: Wow. So yeah, in terms of accuracy, exactly.
2: right, you pretty much improve that your degree of accuracy for those kind of operations. It is changing a lot, and I think the sweet part of it is the fact that there's probably still going to be more of other approaches that are going to come up on ways that this can bring additional solutions to customers. That is why I find this very, very transformational.
1: Yeah, isn't it great? Like when you work on something and you develop it and then you put it in the hands of somebody who wasn't involved in that and they're like, hey, wait a second, can it do this? Can it do this? You know, because sometimes you get in the weeds, right? When you're working on technology yourself and you're like, oh, well, it'll do this. And then they're just coming up with all kinds of uses for it. That's amazing. That is a real interesting case study, I think, in developing and then implementing technology. But Mm -hmm. customers, they have the questions and they want to get it done faster and cheaper. So that is a great thing. So Andy, this is a huge change. Where is this going in the future? I mean, can it get even
0: better? Oh, absolutely. I'd (laughs) like to add one thing to what Benga was saying. That run that we did, both casing sizes at the same time, and we separated two tools out, we then pumped a cement plug through it as well. (laughs) So it wasn't just that we took the two runs, combined them into one logging run. We then did the cement plug at the same time. Nice. And that was in a horizontal well. Yeah. So you can imagine the efficiencies and the gain. And we didn't come up with that idea. That was definitely the customer. We'd been logging single casing strings and they basically came up and said, wow, if we separated these tools, could you go and do this? I think that's very important, being close to the actual operators. As you said, you can have these concepts and ideas of technology and technology development, but the application space is really controlled by the client. Absolutely, yeah. For that, you need to establish a very close relationship in terms of developing technology. But moving forwards, this is only one type of cement and casing evaluation. It's a very Mm -hmm. important one, but there are other ones such as the CBL, VDL. Which has been around for 60 years, but never really on drill pipe. Uh Ah, interesting. So the next generations of tools will include the CBL-VDL, along with the pulse echo ultrasonic and then you have the full suite of measurements and you have multiple measurements doing the same things which in certain regulatory requirements requires more than one measurement to justify a barrier for instance right so yeah. for zonal isolation and barrier that is a regulatory requirement in certain parts of the world the other thing is to move into different casing sizes right now we just have the one tool size so oh, what size is that? it's a six and three quarter but it logs from nine and five eighths up to 14 inch casing oh, okay but if we want to go up then we're building a bigger tool. So that will be out uh, next month, actually. The, oh, the, the bigger excellent. tool, And that will hopefully get us all the way up to 20-inch casing, some of which is not even logged. And again, this same client in the North Sea said, could you build a tool that does a 20-inch? <laughs> because right now, we don't even bother logging that at all, but it's wow. one of our critical barriers, and we yeah. really like to understand what that's doing moving forward. And then the other size is the small. One. So the four and three-quarter size is both for CBL, VDL, and for pulse echo, ultrasonic the six inch horizontal market is often just not logged at all Mm -hmm. because people don't want to spend the time. So it's not even a market that exists right now. It's a market that is there and the client wants, but they haven't had the opportunity because they didn't want to spend the time. Right. Exactly. And you see that these type of services, as I said, with the customer uptake that we've had, this could explode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it ties in exactly to what they want to do in terms of efficiency the ability to acquire that data in different times. And it's also changing the way that the operators are thinking. Mm -hmm. So they're suddenly starting thinking, do I need to log this or I don't need to log this? Or do I log this in advance so I have my baseline before I have this operation in three years' time? Wow, yeah. So this, rather than saying, this is my plan, my conventional plan, this is where I put the logging, they're now thinking completely differently. Right, exactly. It gives them much more flexibility. And more information to make the decisions down the road. So they have the data earlier to make better decisions on their whole well life cycle. I think that's where it's going. So more new measurements, more new casing sizes, and the ability to integrate these with all these different types of runs. Yeah.
1: Now that's fascinating. This is great technology. And do you guys, excuse me, I don't know if you've done that yet, but
2: did you guys have a case study in the magazine in World Oil? we haven't had one in world oil in what? yeah but we have a lot of case studies in several other publications
1: yeah you guys need to coordinate with our editors and stuff and get some case studies on the cost savings to clients on the runs and i mean we didn't even touch on that but when you're eliminating runs that's carbon emissions reduction i mean there's so many areas that that improves so fascinating technology guys and thanks for being on the show
2: okay thanks jim yeah you're welcome
0: Thanks for tuning in to our show. Please check out the show notes for the links we discussed in the podcast. We value your opinions, so if you have any questions or comments, kindly email them to us at deepdive@worldoil.com. at worldoil.com. Additionally, we'd appreciate it if you could rate us on your preferred podcast listening app. Lastly, don't forget to visit worldoil.com for the latest technical articles and news about the oil and gas industry.